Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recording started. Finds just 31% of parents say they vaccinate kids under five right away. 29% will not vaccinate their younger. Good evening, 916. How are you? I have a good brother. Hey, how's it going, Dr. Quaker? Oh, man, it's cool. Um, you know, I was rushing, rushing tonight trying to get in here and get ready to get going. So what's been happening with you, brother? Let me, just, you, let me just announce to people. This is T25CL Entertainment, the mothership brought to you live every Tuesday night, 730, uh, Black time. We operating on black time these days because we, we stretched out in so many different venues. So we have to kind of be iffy about the time that we're going to actually be on. But it'll most of the time, it will be 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday evenings. This is The Mothership, and we are live, and we're here. We talk about current issues, history, uh, wellness, whatever you need to you feel the need to, to discuss, this is the place to do it. And tonight, my guest is Brother, Brother Harris Walker from the Hand in Hand Foundation out of Sacramento. I'll let him introduce himself and then we'll get get right at it. Go ahead, brother. Tell us about yourself. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. I'm Harris Walker. I'm the CEO of Hand and Hand Foundation. We are an environmental and children's nonprofit. Um, environmental first, because without an environment, there is no children. But we also have to prepare for the children of the future prepare our children for the future. So we have to get moving today so they can live tomorrow. Uh, brother, 100, I agree with you 100%. We've, we've got to change, brother. We got to change the way we think about things. And uh, uh, unfortunately, we've been, you know, most of us have been raised up with this ideology of this capitalism ideology and we can't see beyond that. We can't see the future. We don't understand legacy. We don't understand that wealth, in order to have wealth, wealth has to be passed down so that the, the, the people coming after you don't have to start at, at the ground level all over again. So we need to understand those kind of things. And we certainly need to, you know, one of the first things I learned, you would believe it or not, my grandfather, you know, this guy was in slavery, but he talked about the environment. And he talked about uh, what they call overusing the land, like they were farmers. Oh, yeah. And this year they might plant a crop, and the next year they might cover that land and not grow anything on it to give it a chance to replenish itself. So we've lost all of rotate that. a crop through it. Yes, uh, we've lost all of that kind of connect. Now everybody's how much can I plant? How much can I grow? How much money I'm making? And how much I'm losing on this? And how much I'm losing on that? 
when in actuality they're destroying the whole earth in terms of the you know the 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 layers of how we have to breathe you have to breathe to live in this 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 country and the world globally i was i heard on the news the other day that uh, even china had dropped their uh uh ozone layer stuff that was getting into the atmosphere by nine percent and uh you know unfortunately there are some people around the world that don't care one thing about nothing except what they can what they can grab and take from that so you know it's just time to wake up it's time to say find out who you really well, are i mean we've been drained we've been we if, if you've been if you've been reared by barbarians you will be a barbarian no doubt all right so you have to understand in america is is a barbaric country it was founded on on barbarism it was founded on violence all right not that not that it was not that you can't find something that's already there you know but we have to look at the culture look at this look at tv look at the cartoons Violence, yeah. violence, violence. Yeah, it's it's all okay. about America yeah. thrives on violence. People thrive on violence. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we so it's changing the mindset. That's right. We have to change the mindset. We have to we have to start avoiding the poison, but we enjoy it too much. Yeah, there you go. We, we enjoy the poison. We enjoy we enjoy that too much. So how do we combat this? And still, that people enjoy themselves. Well, I, I think it's, it's, it comes down to something else too. What is it you that see? we enjoy? So this is um, this is one of the things that I when I look at the psychology of, of man, and mm. I don't say the human psychology, the psychology of man, mm. because man to me doesn't define humanity. When we look at the term humanity, we think of giving, we think of mm. good things. Mm -hmm. But I can, you can turn on your news right now and you'll find how many people got killed today. We don't even keep count and the federal government has to. Yeah. How many, how many people were raped today? How many people were assaulted for no reason today? And, and, how, many, and how much hate was put out in the world today and hollered by I'm Christian? Yeah, and the other thing is, how many people are completely losing the ability to function? You see, where that girl jumped off the building up there in New York yesterday, thirty years yeah. old. Yeah, you know, she had everything. Yeah. but yet and still, there was something wrong. Uh, you know, I, they, they they said she had was suffering from schizophrenia, and if and one thing I know about schizophrenia, yeah. if you got it real seriously, you don't stay on no medications. You might do anything. Because uh, my favorite artist did Yeah, this. well, let's look at it. You get, what what made her schizophrenic? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. What, like, what is, was, it a was it a chemical imbalance because of all the poisons they put in our in our environment for money? That's, um, that's, was it a psychological imbalance because of her chasing what she thought was a success and happiness? And, you know, like she said, uh, when she became Miss USA, all the hate mail she got, all the people mm. talk threatening her, everything. Yeah. All right, you know, and 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 being black in America, and uh, and being successful at you do, you do get that hate. I got it. 
My daughter got it when she's the only black person to ever graduate her dental school and the only one to ever graduate with 100%. Yeah, yeah. They tried to get her out. Uh, You know, my... uh, We have to understand that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Yes. And, And the thing about it is, you know, when we go through these trials and tribulations, so to speak, they are there to make you stronger. You have to get stronger for them, or they will take over your whole being till you uh, start to question re- what's real and what isn't real. Uh, being incapable of making well, a... you do it to yourself, though. Yeah, you do it to yourself, but the reality is there. You get inundated. You got to understand, you get inundated 24-7 with all this garbage, we weren't exposed to all this garbage. So I think the people come from my era. I, there were crazy people out there, but they, most people tried to work and get, get going some kind of way. Now people have. It's a beautiful time. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Hey, in fact, there's a whole lot it's of time. A beautiful when thing. I, yeah, I, I, I thank the creator and my folks for not making it easy for us because it was hard out here in the world and I wouldn't have made it, you know. I, I who knows I might have wind up on drugs or something else or something worse than that had I not had the kind of the, the foundation that was laid that we had to stand up and 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 be responsible and, and you know one thing my uncle told me he well, says I, he said one thing you can do he said if you can't take care of nobody else every man ought to be able to take care of himself nowadays. Men can't take care of themselves. They they feel like they can't survive uh, out here in the world by themselves. They got to have somebody doing stuff for them. And my thing is, is if yeah. you well, because they they don't have their man, they don't have their their men instinct. Their not their male instinct. Their men instinct. It's mm-hmm. hard to raise a man that's been raised by a woman without the influence of a positive man role model. It doesn't well, have yeah, to be the dad. It should. Yeah, no, but he has to have somebody that, that that lays the foundation that they respect, you know, because I always tell people this is something that is saying I used to use when I used to speak at schools. And I would tell the teachers, you cannot, the reason why, if you set up in here and say that all my students are failing, it must be something wrong with your teaching. You understand what I'm saying? And it's I right. let people, you know, you, right. you, you can't teach nobody there's something that you don't don't love. I know that when my grandfather was super hard on us, and at the time we thought he was being this mean old guy that had experienced all that hardship, he knew what the world was about. And he knew that if he didn't give us the right tools, he couldn't give us money, he couldn't pay our way through college, but he could certainly give us some tools that would help us make it through the rough stuff that we was going to have to experience. And uh, that's one of the things that I noticed when I've been worked in some of them program, housing programs, uh, drug programs, mental health programs, as these guys are still babies. And what, you know, they're still adolescents. You get adolescents come in to see you and they're 45, 50 years old. But mentally, they're still adolescents because they haven't figured out how yeah. to how to deal with this system and how to, they don't know how to be a man. They don't know that it means that you have to make tough decisions. That's what manhood is. Making a decision to do something, even well, when somebody tell you it's impossible, you know? I, I would answer that question, but you already answered it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Who did you say taught you this? 
My grandfather. Who did, who did you say taught you this? My grandfather. Oh, that strong male role model, huh? Yeah, yeah. But you know, my my I my father didn't have my, to be your dad. Yeah, it doesn't, because my father was killed when it I didn't was have like to be your dad. As long as it's a strong male role model to raise a man that you respect, you know, you it, has be, it has yes. to be. Yes. It has to be. It's just like if you walk in a classroom, if you respect the teacher that's standing up in front of your classroom, you will do everything you can to try to be successful in that room. And and I you can't overemphasize the respect that needs to come back and forth. Even with a mother and a father, you have to respect your kids so that your kids learn how to respect you. You you can't. Yeah, but respect is earned. It, that's right. It's earned. You have to teach people. Respect is earned. Even my teachers had to earn. Everybody around me had to earn respect. Exactly. As, even as a child. I mean, I understood the difference. Yes. You know, I had I had a teacher that one time got mad at me because I could solve the problem way quicker than he could my way. Mm -hmm. Then got mad at me and told me he wanted me to do it again. And so I did it again. And then he said, do it my way. I said, I don't know your way. What is well, your weight? Math is basic. The answer yeah. is right. However, I figure out how to get it done. It should be sufficient, and that's and see and that's the see exactly. he didn't even he didn't even recognize the the ingenuity that you already had. When instead of him capitalizing on it and allowing yeah. you to use that, he wanted to discourage you. And all that's I don't care about that. You do it this way. I know I've had teachers in in, in the past where you turn something in, and the teacher said, "Well, that's good, but I wanted you to do it this way." Well, if it's good. Yeah, but explain, all you got to do is explain to me how, how what your way is. That's right. How do you be? be I mean, that, I'm not dumb. Did. You see, the answer's right, no matter how I did it. Yeah, you got to <laughs> feed. The, you got to feed the creativity. If you want people to be creative, you got to feed it. You got to make get them to understand. In fact, when I was yeah, looking, we like, were like five or six years old. And my, my grandfather would give us a plot of land. He said, what do you want to grow? You want to grow carrots? You want to grow green beans? You want to grow corn? So you go out there. That's your garden. You take care of that. And this was when we were little kids, man. You know, we couldn't hardly lift a pick. And a, and, but, and a, you but, know that mag, but that magic word is still there. It's still there. It's still there. That magic word is still there. I can tell who had the most influence on you in your life by the way you talk about him, your grandfather. That's but right. see, that's the thing. A lot of these young ones today, they don't have that grandfather. They don't have that father. And and half the time, the women acting bad mm. by not letting the child even see his father, you know, yeah. and, you know, holding vindictiveness because of their relationship was bad. Well, you know, that was, you know, we make choices in life. Yeah, that was one of the things that I used to do. I used to work with women, pregnant women, you know, in this program. And they had these bad attitudes. And I said, look, I don't care if you hate the guy. That child doesn't hate him. And the more you keep him away from that child, keep that child away from their father, the more they're going to hate you for it in the long run. Because eventually what I've seen happen is that all of these women at some point in time starts to be disrespected by that young man that they've raised without the father there in the house. You know, and so mm -hmm. you, 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 and, and it's trying to get that message over to him. Well, I don't have time. You shouldn't have babies if you don't have time. You understand what I'm saying? 
And so, so many of them are just so. I think, I, I think, I think, as soon as you, as soon as. I've worked with uh, what they call, uh, what, what do they call them? Uh, uh, generational welfare queens, where the grandmother was coming to see us, the mother was coming to see us, and the daughter was coming to see us. Now, what do you think going to happen to that line of kids? You understand what I'm saying? You see where that's going. If you've got three or four well, then people, you, all, you do is look back, look, all you do is look back at the family tree. Yeah, what happened in the generation it. before that? What happened yeah. in the generation before that in that household? And then, right, you see, and then you usually can find the root of the problem is that it was a broken household and there was some type of vindictiveness usually in the household and resentment. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and then, like I said, a woman can't teach a man manly things. No, no, she can't. Sure, you could teach them how to fix a car. If, you learn, if a woman knows how to fix a yeah. car, she can teach them how to fix a car. She can teach them what she's learned, but she can't teach them what God gave a man. No, no she can't. To and a man, just it's, like it's, a man it's, it's can't not do the same thing with a woman. Yeah, it's 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 the same you thing. You can't like, do the same thing with a daughter. Yeah, that's right. Well, you can't even do the you same. You like, teach that raised, daughter to I be raised, a woman. I raised my son here by myself. His mother died when he was like five or six, and there was a whole lot of times. I mean, luckily, I had a couple of really good friends that I could take him over to the house so he could experience that fem feminine energy, because. It was just me and him. And so he didn't understand, you know, how to communicate with girls and women and so forth. And I had some friends that had kids and that were stable and I would let them go, go and visit them and spend the weekend or the night with them so he could understand how that, that, that process works. That women are absolutely necessary because if a child doesn't have a mother, you, of course. A, father, a father can't raise no child by himself. If he don't have that feminine, okay. Wait, listen, listen, listen. Okay, if we if we follow just the rules of nature or the rules of God or whatever, okay, we have a woman and a man to make a child. So we have a balance. Am I correct? That's right. So raising that child, we need to have a woman and a man. It doesn't have to be necessarily that blood parent. It just has to be that strong person because, see, once it becomes one-sided, it becomes out of balance. It does. doesn't matter whether it's the And that's not how God the two most, the two, the two universal, the most universal shapes in the world is a circle and a straight line. Both of them are complete balance. Yes. Everything in God's world is complete balance. We are the things that try to change balance and put things out of balance because of petty idiosyncrasies, mm -hmm. greed, all these demons, all these demons. So on the, on the psychological end, when it comes to raising our men today, we mm -hmm. need to have strong men, leaders, to teach them how to be a man. Not It's easy to be male. Mm -hmm. As long as you got something hanging between your legs, you're a male. You're, you're considered that doesn't a male, make you a male. There's a, difference, there's a difference between a man and a male, and that's the that's the thing that's missing. And and I think that more often than not, as you see how this whole system works, that just like <laughs> uh, most of these most of these guys think that well, I got something between my legs, I'm a man. 
And the same way with 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 finance right. now, guys think that if I get a whole bunch of money, that I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy. Everything is gonna be all right. And then they get it and they destroy themselves with it. You know, and it's just it's just so well, they destroy themselves because they're chasing what they think is what, what, what they, they think was, they want. They think yeah, it's all which about comes, money. Yeah, which comes down to one thing. Uh, I've heard people tell me this, wise people. Says, be happy, be happy. People don't know how to be happy. Exactly. Their mind is inundated with all this trash that tells them there's joy and happiness. But when they achieve it, they find that ain't no joy and ain't no happiness in it. You know, you you find oh, no. joy. Actually, fame and money is a headache because these guys, these people who want the fame and money that they have, they, they look at the shiny, you know, they always say the grass is greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. But I know plenty of these people I've been around. I'm in, I'm, I'm in music videos, everything else. I, I missed one yesterday. I was invited to, to be, you know? So the thing is, fame first thing puts you and your family at risk. Yeah, those are the it, first it, two things that it brings to And then, if having money, but we have a lot that don't have, so of course, where are they going to go get it from? If they figure you got it, we got those who come get yours. Mm -hmm. So we when we talk about, especially black people, I hear them talk about artists saying mm -hmm. that, uh, oh, they made their money, they moved, they moved out the neighborhood, they sold out. They sold out. No, it's dangerous. I'm protecting my family and my life because look at what happens when we stay in the hood and we try to do good in the hood. Look at yeah. Nipsey. Yeah. You know, that's just California. Well, let's go to Memphis. Uh, you know, those things. My man had bought a hundred homes. Yeah, I know. I know. I heard about it. I checked out his story. Yeah. But the thing about oh, it yeah. is. Because they're all part they, of the other clique. Yeah, these things can happen to you anywhere under any circumstances. You know, um, exactly. I think that, I think that you know, because that's one of the weird things that I regret. You know, when I was with my wife, we had a chance to buy <coughs> some houses in West Oakland. West Oakland. Now you can't mm -hmm. get a house down there. I had one, and my wife yeah. told me. I don't want to live down here. I said, we got... In West Oakland, you can't get one because either the homeless are, uh, are inundating the streets or, or the property values went up too high in the area. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking but about. But now they can't even gentrify. They're trying to gentrify the area, and they can't even do that. It's, it's already been gentrified, and we tried to teach people about that stuff years and years ago, not to sell their property. Years ago. Now... Yeah. Now you go down there and you can get a fixer upper. I mean, it can be completely gutted and they'll want five or six hundred thousand dollars for it. I'm serious. Yep. It can be so gutted. It'll end, up, it'll end up looking that way until and, either the community puts money into it or some big company buys it and starts uh well, running everybody out. Company. They're gonna fix it up and make it look nice. And that's what those so why don't we do that? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what those companies. Why do. don't black people do that? No, they they're too busy. Yeah, I work. They're too busy trying to trying to Look, live. There's an organization. Life. There's an organization. There's an organization. I invited them. I don't know if even if they're on the air, but it's called the Black Achievement Fund, right? Mm -hmm. 
Right. These brothers and sisters are working together to buy land, to build, to create, similar to what I'm doing. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Actually, we're about to do a lot of stuff together. Mm-hmm. And and they're organized. You know what I'm saying? They're using the laws. They're using everything they can. We we have constant conversations. And um, I'm bringing the tech in. And they're bringing in what they bring in. I'm bringing in. Uh, the, remember, I was telling you earlier about the new apps that we're bringing out and companies I'm partnering with to work with to help people finances, earn money, get money, sell their data, all this stuff. You know, because I got to look at, I can't, I already know I can't help the children until I can help the parents. Right. If there wasn't no parents in the world and it was just the children and me, I, I'm good. We can handle this. And we'll build a society that y'all would never believe. See, what's stopping me is the old thoughts. The old thoughts about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, we can't do nothing about. We can learn not to do it, but we got to work for today, and we got to build and plan for tomorrow. And this is where we're stuck at now. I looked at all these people who got got, uh, money from uh, PPE, from the government during the COVID, didn't have to work for it, but none of them really pulled pulled their tools and fuse, not a whole lot, just pull it and start a corporation. Y'all got skills and talents. Our people, come on, <laughs> we're God's people. We got skills and talents that we don't even know about. Once oh, we yeah. learn how to focus, focus on focus ourselves and focus our energies and understand that this world is a lot more than you see. I could talk about a lot of stuff from metaphysics down to the vibrational frequencies of the earth. Right. I can tell you, I can tell you if you really look at the pyramids, what you think they are, they're not. And I can show you the proof and evidence, scientific proof and evidence to show you that I'm right. See. Well, see, one of the things that found. one of the things that was always promoted, in spite of the fact that our people went through slavery, they always promoted get some education, get some knowledge. They weren't talking about go out here and every race has been through slavery. Yeah, they were talking about get Every white people were our slaves at first. Yeah, but the, but the thing about it is, white is people that, were our slaves. Yeah, well, there's been different levels of slavery all through history. You know, whether there was white, green, yeah, black, all through history. But yeah, then. but mm-hmm. you know what, what I'm talking about is that, and this was a different kind of slavery that African people went through here. It, it's a lot different than, than the slavery that you read and study about in history. Because I read about some of the tribes, even some of the tribes in Africa would have slaves from the next tribe. But they, what they did, they had a system in place. Mm-hmm. Enemies, enemy captured enemies. And, 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 you, yeah. and you captured, and then you'd have to work yeah. for six years, and then you earn your freedom and go back to your tribe, or either stay with the tribe you was with. Well, that is a different kind of stuff than what Well, there's two types of slavery. Yeah. But chattel slavery is chattel slavery no matter what the decade, the year, the eon, it doesn't make a difference. Chattel slavery is forced slavery through punishment right. of, of life and limb. And right. that has been going on in all countries because oh. man is evil. I, we know, are evil I, to I, each I, other. I stop, We're evil I, to ourselves. I stop at saying man is we evil. We have to change the mentality. Because we are part of this, we are man society, 
And I I can't do what I do, and I can't think the way I think if I believe innately that I'm evil. I know there's evilness in the world. Oh. I know we're exposed to a lot of evilness, but it I think it's up God to you, gave you a choice, whether, or not, whether or not you adopt those feelings and those anxieties. Exactly. And I gave you a choice. Yeah. So it's that means you have to have evil in you to be evil. You have to have good in you to be good. It's the yin that's and cool. yang of man. Well, that's the whole Nobody thing. is perfectly good. Nobody is perfectly evil. Well, that well, that's the way that the this, most evil man that, in the, the world is loved by somebody and loves somebody. Yeah. The mythological story of the creation of the earth and man was created in the image of the creator. So if, if, if when you read mm -hmm. the Bible, I don't know how much you're reading your Bible, you read in the, a, a guy told me one time, he said, you know what the Bible is? He said, it's a, it's a, it's a mystery. It's a love story. It's murder. It's mayhem. And if you read it, you'll see all of that stuff in there. And there were even passages in there where. Yep, and, and, I, and it's, and it's also, and it's a, it's well, also people, a lie. Yeah, it's, that's right. And these people would say in there, they would kill. I remember reading something in Jeremiah where the, this king had uh, had a war, neighboring war with the with the with the, the land that was next to him, and he claimed that God told him to go in and kill everybody, even the babies and stuff. He said, "Cause if you let them babies live, they're going to grow up and they'll come hunting for you." I mean, so when you read the Bible, man, you want to talk about murder. People want to act like murder don't exist. It's been in oh, existence yeah. from the very beginning. And then we've been all, in existence since Cain and Abel. That's right. We are all capable of that. And a lot of people say, well, I could never hurt nobody. Yeah. I could never kill nobody. I could say I wouldn't <laughs> want to kill anybody. Hey, no, hey, no. But if somebody well, let's put it I will be every it, time you see a, every let me well, let me tell you about the two, the duality of man. Every time you see every time you see a mass murderer, you see or something a shootout with the police, and you see the neighbors talking, "Oh, he was such a nice person," or "She was such," we would never think that doesn't happen in our neighborhood. All our neighbors are great. Come on, man! Everybody, everybody is a yin and yang. Everybody yet. has the potential. You have to make that choice. That's right. Everybody has the potential. Everybody. Oh, we have the potential to do wonders. Yeah, but you also we, have, we, we you have, have the potential there. to do wonders. You also had the potential to do great. But we have to change the mentality. Yeah. But, How and do that's you change so the mentality of people? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's so very important that people be that what we was talking about a while ago, creativity being fed, positive energy being fed. It has to be a continuous diet all the time because if you don't, Man can mm -hmm. easily, man can easily go the other way. He can easily a man or woman. Oh yeah, we do it all the time. Easily, they easily go in the we'll other. We do it all direction. the time. We're yeah, we go I, back to what I was saying about television, about the media. I mean, you look at all the, you know, you got comedies, you got everything, but violence, sex, uh, you know, all this is is inundated. I mean, cartoons, same way, you know. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you're brought up in a society of whatever, it can be the utopian society, most likely it will be ninety percent utopian. Mm -hmm. If you're brought up in a violent society that thrives on violent, ninety percent will be violent. Mm -hmm. 
You may not be a killer or a murderer, but you will, you can and will get violent in your life. I'm one of the nicest persons in the world till you get on the other side of them. Well, I give I, you the clothes off my back until you get on the other side of them. But then I control myself and I say, it's not worth the stress. You know what? Not worth me getting mad. People say, man, you everything cool with you. Yeah, because everything's temporary. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I remember, you know, as teachers, when I went to all black schools before there was any integration and that stuff. And we weren't allowed to think in a, in that vein, even in the classroom. You couldn't, you could, I had teachers, you better not even use the word can't in their presence. You understand what I'm saying? Because they wanted you oh, yeah. to know and believe that there's absolutely nothing on this planet that you can't do if you try. But And so now we don't have that kind of, uh, I, I, I tell you this, when we were in all black schools, I'll tell you this, and we did have over 200 some historical black colleges. Our people were much further ahead in terms of the grasp of what needed to be done. In the you had teachers that wanted to teach you to be the best that you could in the situation. If you never experienced the situation, like I said, one thing about white people, they all need to find a black person and go hang out with them. You need to go find your black person to hang out with you because you need to get used to somebody that's going to be sharing this planet with you. Yeah. Sharing this country with you. And, so you and need you to know, get to be and, friends and, and with and them, get to understand you, them. To show you that they are just in just as bad a shape as we are. You got to do everything. You got to go through the same shit you got to go through. They have And this is, this is what I hate about terrorists and terrorism. You up here trying to blow up businesses with innocent people who are going through the same thing that you going through. Do you want to stop something? Go go blow up that, that big building over there with that man that's doing the shit in it. But you know what? I couldn't we believe, got, I hate to think like this, you know, that somehow the white people are different from us. They're not the same human being as we are. They're we, not. You, they come up on planet, and the only thing that means anything to them is power, control of over all the resources. And I was watching one of the old Indian movies the other night, and where they've been fighting all they have, they've been chasing fourteen Apaches for five years trying to catch them. And and this guy says, uh, once they finally did catch this chief and. And he says, uh, you know, they were sitting down trying to negotiate where the Indian was going to be allowed to live. And this guy said, he said, why is it all this land, but there ain't no land for the Apache? Why is that? And this general. Why, 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 why didn't the Apaches have land when all that land was there? Huh? You see well, what they, I'm saying? Conquest. See, here's the thing you got to understand. Their conception of land and ownership was different. It was like, you know, back in the day, and in, in, even in Africa, people, if you weren't using some land on yours, people would loan their land out to their neighbor. So when you use it, you go ahead and plant some more. Well, you, you, really, you really didn't even have, you had tribes, but you didn't really have borders back then. Exactly. The borders were where your tribe ended. That's right. But now they don't. Borders, see, back the borders then, are they where your tribe ended. Well, see, and they took advantage of that when they come in. Well, look here, they figured the people was crazy, but they weren't crazy. They were living according to the naturalness that they come from, they originated from. 
and they come here and say, "Well, hell, right?" Hey, you, yeah, I, I that's the thing. It's just I saw a white guy on TV the other night. He was on one of those shows with one of those black commentators, and he was talking about white people created everything. The Indians wasn't doing shit with this land. That's why we took it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and I want to, to throw a brick through my TV. Because, <laughs> but, but what I had to stop it, I had to lean back, is that to have, be, have that level of ignorance means that there's something innately wrong with you. So when I'm you talk no, about well, no, okay. it's, not, it's not it's not that it's that's what he was taught. You are what you're taught. You are you are a product of your environment. Yeah, but you are a product of your, your environment. That didn't just originate from one generation of people. If you go back and you study, oh the no, history, oh no, the people, programming was deep. Oh, come on. that's that's who they are. We got four hundred years. Whenever you see them, four hundred years of programming right here. Well, not just that. You have to go back and look at thousands of years of of their inclusion and in and into I, other people's oh, space. That's why I said here. Yeah, that's why I said here, America. We got at least four hundred years here, in, just in America, and that's not counting what they did to the Indians. And, 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 and you so, know, you, you know what really is heartbreaking. I was reading some history uh, not long ago, and one of the first slave owners. In the so-called, it was it was a British colony. Then was a black man. Black man, yeah, it was. On I forget how many damn slaves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. First slave owner was was one of the first ones was a black man, but he but uh, it's more to that story than it than than. Oh yeah, that's a lot. Read, to it, but go a little deeper. He, he into got it. into it, but he got into the slave trade business. And when 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 they in Britain took over Virginia and all those places where they called the British colonists, he founded. He said, "Well, yep. hell, why don't I just stay here and set up camp, just like the rest of the people?" Because Britain had slaves, but they didn't have chattel slavery. Right. See, yeah. chattel slavery is a whole different ball game. Oh yeah. You know they they had you had indentured servitude, and that was a whole different ball game. So yeah, if you if this is what you're thinking. And you and you know, and you're you're in that business, and you go in to America, and next thing you know, oh Lord, what happened? This ain't what they said it was going to be. How many times we've done that? Right. Walk into yeah. something we think is what it is, and then we look at it and say, this ain't what they said it was going to be. This is something ain't right here. Yeah, you know and, what I'm saying? And, and when you so, study the history of, of the, the the migration, when you study the history of, in fact, a good friend of mine the other day. Last Friday was his birthday. Are you familiar with uh, Dr. Leonard Jeffries? No, I'm not familiar with him. Well, he was 85 years old. But I like to meet him. He was 85, but he... he oh, well, was, yeah, I definitely like to meet him. He got knowledge. Yeah, well, he used to teach at NYC. And he was the one... Uh-huh. He was the one who exposed the Jews because the Jews kind of was crying. We ain't had nothing to do with slavery. That all of the ships that brought slaves here were owned by the Jews, and they said they didn't know they was hauling slaves here. This is this was that thing. So yeah. when he exposed them, guess what? They fired. They got him fired from his job up at the NYC, and he sued the motherfuckers, and they had to hire him back and pay a lot of money to him. But he's a dynamite brother. <laughs> But yeah, I, I definitely like to meet him. I like to hear that story from 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he be on. I mean, I mean, he's on. I, he's on. We he's gotta, on, we gotta look at it. He's on African TV. You gotta uh, sometime. In fact, oh, he may what, be. Okay, well, daily African Daily TV. I've African been on Daily there. TV. I, yeah, I've been on there a couple of times myself. In fact, I may be on there this Sunday. If I do, I'll send you the link and you can check in. Okay. But uh, they yeah, show definitely, it, definitely it, comes let me know. Of, it comes out of Britain. I've talked to people in Russia and China and Africa, everywhere, man, when people call in. You know, they've had me on there about three or four times. And that's a, be and that's a beautiful thing, you know, because people have to understand. There's, you know, you want a tomorrow, it's easy. Mm -hmm. It's real easy to have a great tomorrow. You just got to let go of yesterday. Yeah, you got to let go of all that stuff they talk because it's all wrong. They got yeah, you chasing I'm... dreams of money, but we see people committing suicide that got money. Yeah, that well, got you... fame, got beauty, got all this. My best uh, the guy that, yeah, the guy that I love more than anything in terms of music was Donny Hathaway. Donny Hathaway, oh, jumped Donnie, out. yeah, he jumped out the window up there. He wasn't about 27 years old. He was suffering yeah. from. Well, see, the thing is, you 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 get so wrapped up in possessions. At first, it's attaining them. Then, once you're attaining them, and then it's holding on to them. Yeah. Well, his wife and said, you end up. Yeah, his you wife end up really not being happy. That's right. His wife said that he was paranoid that white folks was trying to steal his music, but he was great. He was, this brother was great. If you ever listen to Donny Hathaway. You know he was great. Yeah, he was. He was. He wasn't paranoid. He was right. <laughs> yeah, but they he were. Right. But 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 the thing about <laughs> it, she, he, he was paranoid. He was right. He, he got so paranoid until they couldn't even work with him in the studio because he didn't want the place locked and chained. He scared people was trying to hear his stuff, and he was hearing voices telling him this stuff. So he had some other stuff going on. But she said he was all right as long as he stayed on his meds. But when he was out on the road doing them shows, man, and he didn't want to take them meds because I, in fact, I went to see a guy last night in Vallejo that's, uh, you know, he off his meds and he's, you know, climbing the walls over there and his family don't know what the hell to do. But even with him doing all that stuff, we couldn't legitimately go in there and take him out because if he refused to communicate with us on any level, that's the thing about being in America. You could be crazy as a bat. But you still have the right to refuse service if you don't want it, you know. And so, yeah, when people, yeah. When that's, when people, that's that's we have a freedom of choice here. Yeah, you do. But if somebody is sick you and know. you know they're sick, and you, man, I've seen. I hadn't noticed this stuff until I started working with with the with the uh, crisis team here in Fairfield. Man, every time you turn around and somebody killing themselves, somebody went and jumped on the track last weekend. I said that's yeah. a hell of a way, hell of a way to choose to go out. If you got want to go out, you gonna jump in front of a train? <laughs> Come on! But and, uh, it shows you the level. Another person in New York about a month ago jumped and uh, and they landed and killed somebody else too. Landed yeah. on somebody. And a lot of times so in New York, I know when somebody. I was in New York, they would jump off in in the subway. You know where them subway trains were coming down through there, hundred okay. miles an hour. You know, you jump in front yeah. of that ain't gonna be nothing yeah, left. Jump in front of the subway thing. Yeah, but you know what? All this is preventable. 
You know that I mean that's all all this stuff really is preventable. It's preventable to stop people from jumping off of buildings, you know, build a cage over it. It's a bit, it's preventable to stop people from being pushed in front of the train. We have technology, build a build a, a fence where they can't get to the train until the train stops. That's right. Then and, the and door slides. And when the train stops, you know, stop we, we have door. ways to prevent a lot of stuff, but it costs money. Oops, I'm sorry, money over life. Money um, overrides yeah. that. You know why? Because the thing about it is, I forget, I, I had the numbers in my head, how many people there are on the planet and how many billion people are on the planet. And they uh, these it's, it's almost ex- 8 billion. Yeah, almost these 8 ex- billion people. But these experts are saying that the earth, at the present rate, the earth is not, it, the earth is only, can only be used by less than 2 billion people. More than that, they don't uh, see anything. That's and, because they want it. It's easier to control two billion than eight. Yeah, but here's the math on this year thing. You know, they want people to die off because they're already of course. crying now that there's too many people on the planet. Instead of them talking about how to keep some of this pollution and garbage out there, they're talking about how can we get rid of more people. Oh, uh, you know, so that's why a lot of people don't well, trust. The thing is. The system, the system can the system can support everybody in this world. This world can support ten times what we got right now. Uh, we could take all eight billion people, and they can live in Texas. Oh yeah, maybe a little bit of Arizona. And we got we got forty eight, forty nine states. That's a, that's one and a half, not even one and a quarter. So mm-hmm. that's bullshit. Um, we build up always anyway. So if you could just drive to California, what do you see? Nothing but mountains and fields. Have you ever drove across country? There's land out there that ain't nobody ever been on. Yeah, that's all I did. (laughs) That was my business, driving cross country. I was born traveling on the road. There's land out there where you don't see nothing for hours. (laughs) I mean, you know. Hours. Days. I was you go, go, I have, go through Texas. Go, go through Texas. It'll be days before you run through something on the I ten. Yeah, so, man. You see what I'm saying? So they, we got land we don't use. Like the 61 acres we got for the Healthy Homes program is in North Edwards, California, which is uh, basically desert land. Going, it's between Vegas, L.A., and uh, and Sacramento, Barstow, or whatever. But so, but like, but, and people say, you're going to build a, a, a rental apartments out there? Yeah, I'm building a rental apartments and the economic substructure that will accommodate everybody that lives there so they can work, mm-hmm. walk to work, ultra modern, yeah. self sustaining apartments. Let me tell you something. They, you, could, you could, you could, there's farmland out there. I could take seven or eight of these kids, send them to school, get them educated properly. Man, we could take all these kids. And teach them. We, I, yeah, I, I know. I mean, me personally. Yeah, because I, I, I can't handle all of them. But I'm just saying that that could be. A I can handle all of them. I, I look. I have the staff that is, that can handle them right. Trust me. Yeah. But yeah, look, the thing is, you is this. you got to get people that you are committed anywhere now. Yeah, but there's got to get people that are committed to an idea. You can't just hire people because they're qualified. I, because it's easy. no, 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 no. It goes. It's not just qualifications I'm looking for. This is a. This is about a change of society. Yeah, exactly. This is about helping those that really want to do something right and want to 
see a new way of living that will benefit them a lot more than today's. Exactly. See, yeah. first thing, like I said, I have to help the parents before I can help the kids. So how can I help the parents? Well, first thing, let me help you with a, help your living. Let me lower your cost of living, increase the quality of your living, put you in a safe zone, mm-hmm. and know that everything is secure. You ain't even coming into this around this neighborhood without being on camera. Security right. actually lives on property. Everybody lives on property. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking some of the ideas of, let's say, Ford and GM in Detroit. They built those. They built Detroit for their workers. But what they did, they abandoned Detroit. Yeah, well, when that's why Well, you take all up through there, that whole belt, the rubber belt. Well, they. Well, see, once Detroit shut yeah. down, well, they, the, abandoned, the, the, they abandoned them for China. Yeah, those neighboring states went belly they up. They stole the country out. Yeah. They stole the country out for China for cheap products. For cheap products. And more profit. And and yeah, but here's and more profit. But how, you know, if that, we that, don't have money here to buy it. How, that's what I'm talking about. How does it make sense to make products and they're not making them cheaper? These things are more expensive than ever now. And they continue to escalate. Yep, and I ain't never Big heard of an apple say, tree saying I want more for my apples. Yeah. And and like and like they were, I was listening the other day to the some of the stuff off of the market, and they were saying that a, a new used cars are up 25 or 30 percent since COVID. Used cars. Yeah, because cars. people couldn't afford to buy the new ones. <laughs> they didn't know if they could afford because people buy on credit. Right. See, I don't live the way everybody else lives. I don't live. I don't. I don't. I don't. I may have credit. I haven't used it in forty years. I don't know. I haven't used well, credit in know, forty years. I don't know if I got credit. I don't well, even know what my credit and, score is. And, and, don't and care because credit costs you money. And that's another lesson that's not being taught when the families are not together. Because I remember my grandmother, my grandfather, and them. They, you know, they had a thing about. It. You don't spend all of your money. You always save some money. There's a certain percentage of your money that ain't supposed oh, yeah. to go nowhere. We don't do that no more. One of, one of the richest guys in the world that people know about taught me a lesson about savings in one quick story. One quick question. And he asked me, would I rather make an extra $10,000 a year or would I rather save $10,000 a year and which one is the best? I mean, which one is 100%? And I said, I mean, you know, he said, which one is full? And I said, okay. Um, I said, well, I'm about profit, so I would rather make an extra 10000 a year. He said, well, let's look at it. By the time you deduct your cost, your taxes, and everything else, you don't have 10000 But exactly. if you save $10,000 a year, that's 100% full yeah, tax and plus the fact you're making interest on it. You understand what I'm saying? But you're saving it. When yeah, you, if, you can, if you can cut your costs, okay, so this is what happened with Detroit. This is what happened with America. They went to cut their costs overseas to make more profit for themselves, not thinking that if they kept their businesses here, even if it costs a little bit more, America would pay for it and keep America working. Now you keep people working. Now everybody eating. Mm-hmm. It's good. When when things are going good, less crime, everything. 
uh, we only see the increase in crime and murder and suicide when things go bad because they're taught in a money-based system that if you don't have money, you ain't shit. Well, the things have been going bad. You ain't long. nothing. Ever since the 80s, uh, you know, that this country has been steadily going downhill. And uh, it's because been going downhill that. since the 70s. Yeah, well, since they I, killed you know, late, late King, since they killed That's Malcolm they, X, since they yeah. killed Huey. Yeah, yeah. well, that they, was they, 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 Yeah, everything that was built for the people because it's socialist to them. Mm-hmm. They don't cry socialism until they need it. Welfare wasn't created for black people. It's created know, for it white people, and they are always been he, the majority the of people on welfare. Many, white if, 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 you wanna majority. Check, if you want to check the numbers, there's more white people on welfare than anybody else. I said, yeah, it was created for them. But it wasn't created for us. But, but here's the thing. But they talk about black welfare generational families, and I can show you white generational families. We can go to well, Kentucky I, right now. I can show you. You don't, you don't have to go to Kentucky. People with generational welfare you don't have white. to go to Kentucky. I can take you to Pittsburgh, Antioch, Concord, Oakland. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I already know. And I can show you generational white folks that's on welfare. <laughs> you know, so when people that. understand that we all people, it ain't about the color of your skin, it ain't about where you're from, it ain't about the language you talk, because that's just what you were taught. That that thing is utilized by the, just people, what you the people who wants to maintain control and power. If they keep, I go by I, people's heart. Yeah, if, if 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 white people and black folks were joined forces, Washington would have to have a new day. But they won't because Washington would have to. Yeah, they'd have a day off. They'd have a day off because we got it covered now. Yeah, we don't need them. Y'all, we just need y'all to to tally up these votes. We don't need y'all. We don't yeah. need leaders. We are the leaders. Everybody in Washington D.C. Everybody is no big machine. These are humans. Well, they, guy, they were born. They had to be raised and everything else. A, a guy taught me a long time ago, a, a, a guy by the name of Kymus. He was a, a Greek, but he was in the White House with Nixon then. And uh, he was telling me about all about how, you know, to develop wealth and stuff. You know, he was a real smart guy mm-hmm. in the way this system works, you know. And he said, anybody, he, he said, everybody I've worked with is a crook. And this guy was in the White House. Yes. You know what I'm saying? He said, I don't <laughs> know nobody. I can name about and three, he said, three, he said eight. why do you think almost every senator and congressman is a lawyer? They go there to learn think how about to manipulate it. systems. They don't want to practice law. They don't want to practice law. Of course. Ain't no money in practicing law unless you a Johnny Cochran or one of these other uh, big things. Unless you're a criminal attorney or, or corporate yeah. attorney, yeah, they make the but, most money. They make their money. Where you go up there, you become a senator. You make two hundred thousand dollars a year. You work two hundred thousand a year. Yeah. yeah, you make you work five or six months out the damn year. You got you got you're just like the police. Like I knew a lot of police officers when I was back in Boston. The, and the guy says, uh, you know, they tried to get me on the force when I was young, when I first came out to Navy. And I said, man, I don't want to be no cop. Yeah. Man, we make plenty of money. He said, I make more money. I don't even have to cash my check. We get payoffs here. We get payoffs there. We we got all kind of shit going on. And see, uh, oh, yeah. uh, what a lot of people don't understand is, is some of these cops that are they're bad apples, they make it bad for these because these guys don't want them doing this shit. 
because they interfere with in their most, in most police force you can you can cut 50% of their police officers off and and just leave the other 50% that's maybe good that's right exactly cuz you got to understand you can start out good you can start out good but you know in this world you get tired of seeing all the graph you get tired oh, of seeing I'm reading, I'm reading uh, a book I'm reading a the book big right money now. yeah I'm reading a book right now. I haven't finished about halfway through it. It's about uh, the day-to-day operations of a, a police officer. And when I've only got about halfway through there and their mentality is so fucked up, it's no wonder they don't kill more people than they do. You well, understand? Well, let's look at it. They hire killers to begin with. You know, you know, you get military preference points, right? Yeah. Yeah, but see, a lot of them guys don't okay. want to be killers, but their mind... It's the it's the it's the twenty just like we inundated with all this bullshit. They're inundated with all that bullshit that comes from being a police officer. And I was listening to some of the, of course, words, yeah, some of the people. Yeah, some of the wives. Their minds are and, just and, like and, yours and mine. So much stress right. and strain, so much bullshit. They see so you, much you, stuff every day. They you, have you, they you lose it. In fact, I was reading a part about the wives of the police officers, and most of them were saying. These motherfuckers is totally non-communicated when they come home. The only time this hey, woman, the only time I see my husband happy is when he's talking with a bunch of other police officers on the phone about what the fuck they did out there in the street. Other than that, he don't talk yep, to the because it, because it's a it's a boy. See you see you're talking from a book. I'm gonna tell you from life experience. It's a boys' club. Yeah, I know that. And and and. You go in thinking you're going to help the community. You're going to be. A, you're going to change things, and you see all the corruption and bullshit that goes on in the police department. Mm-hmm. That they should be cuffing each other. You, you and then you go out on the street and you see all the graph and everything they're doing out there, and you wondering, well, all these people need to be cuffed together. And by the time you get through, it's ten people left in the world, and everybody else is in jail. Because everybody and, is and, and the thing about it is they either say once they have made the decision to become a part of that, they it's it's almost like being in a gang. You know what they said, blood in uh, yeah, you can't out. get it. Yeah, they know easy way out. Well, let's look at it. Your just like in a gang, your income is coming from that gang. That's your right. living. Uh you can get hurt, you can get killed because the gang it's, it's about the money, it ain't about you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's always about the money. It's always about the money. And I'm tired of it, it being it ain't about even, the money. It ain't even People about, need to understand. It ain't even about justice. Look at all these cases around the Man. country where they're finding out 50 and 100 people have been framed and sent to prison by police officers. They didn't oh, yeah. frame themselves. Shit. Yeah. And yet. And it ain't are, just us either when they yet, mention justice no more yeah, either. They're getting them all. White, black, yeah, blue. Yeah. They don't care. It's money. Yeah. yeah. And yet there's this group over here saying, well, all police officers ain't bad. Well, my thing is this. If you stand around like when the Rodney, remember when the Rodney King thing happened? They put, mm-hmm. the four, they put four of them on trial. There was 18 or 20 fucking cops out there. As far as I'm concerned, all of them motherfuckers oh, yeah. been on trial. Oh, yeah. Because they stood uh, there. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I moved. I moved Rodney King's mom from Sacramento to her new house. Right. I have her number in my phone. She's one of my one of my people that I have in my phone. But um and and this is after Rodney had died in the swimming pool. And she told me she thinks 
because Rodney was, was getting paid for life, too, mm. that they had him killed. You say, well, yeah, he started doing drugs again and stuff, but they, she's thinking mm. that they had him killed. I said, well, I don't know. Because mm. if he was started doing drugs again, he could have drowned in the pool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but we talk about that night, and we talk about what happened afterwards. You know what I'm saying? We talk about it every time we every time we sit and chat. It comes up. That was her son, you know. And, and she knows and, what and, I fight and, for. The thing, the thing about that though is this, and it, it was amazing to me. Of all of the fuss was raised over Rodney King, okay, and with goodwill, mm -hmm. they they had every right to. I used to see that shit every night in Boston, every weekend at least. Man, I, I, I was remember, out in New, remember, New Jersey I telling, remember, telling I home. I seen a guy get hit by a car, and a cop just looked out his window at him I, hey, while he laying I on seen, the ground. He didn't want to stop I was eating living in Boston when Elijah Muhammad first opened up the temples there. The police would go up and got, if you were selling bean pies, they'd whoop your ass and throw you in the wagon, take you down to the Charles River and dump your ass in it. We had a motto there in Boston back then. Back This was in the 60s, early 60s. You don't go nowhere by yourself because if the cops caught you walking down the street, you don't have to be driving, and you was black, they mm -hmm. think you whoop your ass just for the sake of whooping ass. And so, and I tell people this all the time. I said, wow, yeah, you guys really went out when Ride the King. They televised that shit and you went out. And I lived in towns where they did it every day. I lived in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, one of the reasons I left from oh, back. I lived in them too. I lived in them too. I, luckily, though, I wasn't exposed to as much because of where we lived and the, and and the times that I lived in the areas. Well, nothing happened. Up, nothing happened man, to me. all around this country. Yeah, my, nothing happened to me. Well, you got, but I seen the shit happening, and I said, "This could be me." Oh anytime. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've seen it. I've seen stuff happening, but it was far and in between. Even though I was constantly everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've, and I've had shit experiences myself. You know what I'm saying? But right. I was, I was always busy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, I was always in the, in the big circles with my dad when I'm with my dad, and when I'm at home with my mom. Well, my mom was one of the top beauticians in the Bay Area. My stepfather was one of the top barbers in the Bay Area. I grew up in Haight Ashbury in the '60s. Yeah, I was over there. Like I said, I grew up around some of the greatest music bands and peace, love, hippies, and all that. But at the same time, I was also part of Martin Luther King's church as a child while we were in Atlanta. And my family's still a part of the church. Um, so I've been, been around that exposure in my life. My mom was a Black Panther. My mom and stepfather were Black Panthers. They were one of the some of the original, the first 50 Black Panthers. I remember when Bobby Hutton got shot. I still I could hear the bullets right now and know exactly where I was when they were having a shootout at the Fermi Park. I yeah, ain't I, at the two. I'm surprised you ain't running. You know, I was one of the Black Panther children. Yeah, I. Uh, and and one thing I can say though, people talk about the Black Panthers today. These young people don't understand. We had every race. Every race was out there. I know there was a lot of different people in the, the Pampas. White. Yeah, there was you a lot. Know? Of, yeah, a lot of, and the Pampas. Yeah, we had a lot, lot of non-black. 
They did a lot of good Because it wasn't about color. But, but Regan. The name was Black Panther. But it wasn't about color. That's no, what people got confused. It was about rights for people. It was about human rights. Basic. Yeah. Hmm? yeah, I remember. I used to be up on the campus yeah. of Berkeley. And protection and against the police. Me. When they would be up there on Berkeley selling uh, uh, the little red book. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, the red book at UC Berkeley. They still, yes. they, they were still, hey, they were still selling that in the seventies. Yeah, they well, no, it was that at UC Berkeley see, in the seventies. Yeah, I came here. <clears throat> I came here in in the early sixties, but I went back east, and I didn't come back here until about sixty eight or sixty nine. But you know, I went to twenty three schools in five states. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember <laughs> Huey about going back and forth. Yeah, I remember Huey, Huey, and all of them, and Heard and all of them clowns. They used to hang out at a place called the Lamppost down on Telegraph. And, yeah, on Telegraph. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so I used to go in there every night, every other now and then myself. You know, so I knew all them jokes. In fact, I was Most down. There, I was that. Remember when when Huey <laughs> killed killed that woman down on San Pablo Avenue? Yep, and he got Remember away with that. murder. He got away with murder. Got, he, got, got away with murder. He killed that woman down there. He shot, and, that, and that's when everything started falling apart for real. Yeah, because he people that said, "Okay, this guy's a thug." He sold, he sold yeah. his soul. They broke him. They broke him. Yeah, Huey was against drugs. He was against prostitution. He was against all this. And, and after and, he and came yeah, out, and he broke him. Why he was in there? He wind up down there trying yeah. to rob some he be, he be, and get killed. Wind up being dope at it. Yeah. See, to have a commitment, and they know how to break you. They're professionals at breaking. Mm -hmm. You know, and they always gang up on you. You rarely see a one-on-one. -on -one. So the way to do it is to teach our children how to avoid this system, that school to jail, or should I say from birth, from, from childbirth to jail, because that's what they plan on it. They want to make money. This is the way they have the legal slaves. So I try to teach my people how to make money, and that's what I'm good at. I know how to build money. I know things that will make money. You know, just like I said, with these apps that we're working with, Tapestry and these other ones, these are designed to help people build money just off of themselves and sharing a free app and you can build an income it don't sound like much but yeah but my dad always told me never never pass up the pennies because they make dollars and i never pass up the pennies it sounds what sounds like a little bit of money to one person if they understand and see the business end of it they'll understand oh that ain't nothing that's just the beginning you see, and then we then each app does something for you. One one saves you money. One makes you money. One saves you and makes you money. One helps your credit if you want to use credit. I I advise people oh if you do have credit, use it wisely. Don't use credit for wants. Use credit only when you need. If you got a want, go buy it with cash. If you ain't got the cash, you don't need it. Stop being fooled by these people. This is why diamonds are so expensive. Diamonds are worthless. Everybody listening to my voice, I want you to go look up the history of diamonds and understand how the, the beers influence the market. 
that I mean, has people killing if, people. If you control slave labor, if you control, yeah, they do it's, slave labor. But if you control who has access, you charge anything you want to for it. But yeah, but see, the thing is, that the diamonds everybody has access. Diamonds are found in every continent. They are plentiful. They are not rare. All of them. From whites to blues to pinks, all right. They are not. There's a natural ge uh, uh, geology, natural geology phenomenon with pressure and minerals, etc. That happens in the earth. Diamonds are found in every country. In 2012, Russia says they have enough diamonds in their one main mine to last the market seven thousand years. Mm. One mine in one country. We have not 197 countries. Well, 195, really, to getting close. But you have to understand, they manipulated the female mind into thinking that diamonds are the, the – your man doesn't love you. Your husband doesn't love you if he doesn't give you a diamond engagement ring. Um, your, uh, the, the, a, a man should spend a month's salary on a wedding ring or some shit like that. They did that to manipulate the market. Today, diamonds are still, their intrinsic value is worthless. Only ones that have intrinsic value is industrial diamonds. What do you Regular mean? Regular diamonds that you see on your fingers? What do you okay, mean? They're, no, they're, they're not used for anything. They have no useful value except for the look good on your finger or something. They sparkle a little bit, but we got synthetic diamonds. But it's that, way, it's, that way, it's, it's that way with everything, though, man, if you really want to come down to it. You know, come on. You we have market manipulation. Yeah, the clothes. Yeah, but, but you got to understand. You have to see, once you start seeing through it and you start really paying attention, it will save you money. Yeah. You know how, if you know, if you need to have a diamond, then why go into the store that, and get a mass made already made diamond. Go to the diamond go to the diamond market in San Francisco. Yeah. Pick I, your I, diamond. I, I remember You're gonna get it for eighty yeah, percent off. Yeah, I remember back in the day everybody would be wearing dripping in gold. I won't even I won't even mm -hmm. and we'd go right to San Francisco to the diamond market. All my people went to the diamond market. We got our diamonds from the diamond market. I know about my the wife my wife had custom diamond. My wife, I bought my wife's ring from that. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 we used to buy them loose and make them. Yeah, we buy the loose diamonds and take them to the jeweler, and some and they make them down there. They make yeah, them they made them there because I went in there and picked my my, yeah. my wife's diamond out and had them to make the kind of ring she wanted around it. You know, and just, it's custom. Nobody else got one like it. Yeah. Now that has value because it's of rarity. You see what I'm saying? That mm -hmm. now you just took that diamond that's mass everywhere and you put it in something beautiful and and you made it rare because it's one of a kind that is value mm -hmm. that is a value because it's rare rarity yeah other one is intrusive of value which is usage what other good is a diamond for just to sparkle on your finger and look good i mean it just goes and it's not a rare stone you can go sapphires buy are rarer than diamonds yeah, you can go. You know, you know, but we have to understand this. Yeah, to understand how these markets are manipulated too. Yeah, but but you can go buy a brand new Rolls Royce as soon as you take it off the market. It lost about twenty thousand dollars in value. I, yes. Yeah, I've owned I've yes, owned a couple of Rolls Royces, so I can yeah, tell you once, that's true. But once you sign the paper, so none of this shit has it's any value. Asset. Huh? 
That's why it's a depreciating asset. That's why you can look outside right now. You won't see a Rolls Royce in my yard. You don't see a Bentley in my yard no more. You don't see those cars no more. Yeah. The reason why, because I came to a realization, and I came to this in really 2014, when my girl, we went and bought her a, a Kia Soul, fully loaded Kia Soul. I said, you know, it's a damn shame. Your, your $30,000 car has more uh, toys than my $300,000 car. I'm getting rid of all this shit. Because hey, it's all hey. just a ripoff. Well, look here, brother. And we, that's we, what I did. We, we've been on here a minute now, so let me just check it out and let folks know where to be. And you can leave your information for people. So once again, folks, this is Reverend Dr. Ninana Kweku. I'm the Executive Director of Family Solutions, Inc. Coming to you live at T25CL Entertainment, the mothership. I talk radio show every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And by all means, please go to my website at www.familysolutioninc.com for any type of mental health or counseling service. We provide all of those things for you. So right now I want uh, Mr. Walker here to leave his information so you know how to get in touch with him. Go ahead, uh, Harris. All right. Well, First thing I want to tell everybody is that you can find me at handandhandfoundation.org or just Google HHF space mall. That will take you to our website, which has my contact information and everything on there. But uh, in the mall, if you shop online, go to HHF mall and shop there. We have over 270 stores from Amazon to um Macy's, Walmart, we have them all. Mm -hmm. And every time you purchase, they give back. And they, that helps build our projects and so on that we're doing to build for people. So I work with everybody, businesses, small, large people, community, the whole nine yards. We, we got a project. Let's talk about it. Let's partner on it. Let's get it going. So you can reach me on Facebook, Harris Walker. You can reach me on uh, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Harris Walker, or Hand in Hand Foundation. Just Google Hand in Hand. You'll see so much about us and, and how to contact us. But we're and, environmental and children, so we're life. Yeah. Somebody it doesn't just matter what business you're in. We can work with you. Somebody just texted me that this is a great show tonight. So, brother, I appreciate you being on here. And once again, folks, uh, by all means, go to the uh, www.t25cl entertainment. Check out the music. They have 24-hour music station. We have other art. We have books to sell. I have a book called Whiteout. Uh, you can get it on ebook right at, right at the website there. So uh, just check us out. We're going to have all. We have all these different African artists. Uh, there's a movie called United We Stand that was produced by uh, executive director, uh, Brother Andre Ward. So please. Andre uh, Ward, back. yeah. Yeah, come back next week. We'll be here at 7.30 p.m. Pacific time. And once again, thank you, Brother Walker. See you next time. Oh, I'm going to be back next week. I got some more to talk about. All right, I got to well, tell these people how to make some money. All right, brother. <laughs> all right. Good night, brothers. All right, brother. You have a good one. God bless you. All right. Take care. All right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.